Hi, we are back. It is Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Kerman. It's a joy, our, our our guest for the day. It's always a pleasure to have her on. She needs no introduction. Uh, and I, I happily call her my sister in, in arms as we both have to battle the same crap. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Mary Trump. Mary, it's a pleasure to have you. <laughs> it, Brian, it's a pleasure, even under the circumstances, yeah, which is, is, I guess, what we have to say all the time now. Yeah. Because the circumstances are so dreadful. Bizarre. <laughs> and before we get to those bizarre circumstances, we'll take the stop in the show where we sell the stuff to make it possible. <laughs> so we'll, we'll take a short commercial break and we'll be right back. In this modern age of misinformation and deceit, Just Ask the Questions newsletter cuts through the BS and gets to the truth. With Brian's in-depth articles, columns, and exclusive content not released anywhere else. Get the scoop and stay in the know. Sign up for the Just Ask the Question newsletter now at substack.com slash JATQ podcast. Hi, we are back. It is Just Asked the Question. I am your host, Brian Karen. With me once again is Mary Trump. And Mary, I guess uh, let's start out with, I don't know, where I I want to start out with something that I got from, I have all kinds of questions, all things, kinds of things to talk about. But Well, just, just ask it then. Okay, just ask the question. It's, it's, um, Donald Trump sent out a <laughs> memo this morning to all his followers in the email that's saying, you know, uh, the left wants to trash me because they don't like me. And all you have left is your Christian faith. We can never let them take that from us. And we will. Here's that's why I will never see. You'll never see me cower. I have my faith. I will never blink in the face of the left's tyranny. How do you react to that? Knowing Donald as you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you sorry. can't see your face, I, it's I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah. There's so many things wrong with that statement. Um, first of all, he did clearly didn't write it. Um, yes, he. I don't know that he wrote it, but he's certainly. But it doesn't matter. It's a yeah. big sent out as if he did. I. Uh, well, first, this is it's just an utter condemnation of the state of, of the American electorate that. One, people, there are a lot of people who actually think this is a Christian country, which it is most decidedly not. Yeah. There is a separation. There's allegedly a separation between church and state Um, that people, Christian people in America, which last I checked is the majority religion 
uh, and a religion that in America has never been attacked because most people are belong to that denomination, uh, that they actually think that there's a threat to them um, or can be led to believe that there is by very possibly the most irreligious person who ever lived. And look, I... I'm an atheist. I have no problem with people who don't subscribe to a religion. I have no no problem with people who don't believe in God. I have no problem with people who are religious or do believe in God. I have a problem with the hypocrisy and um that that this vile man uh uses the religion the way he does to lead these clearly desperate people around by the nose is is just gobsmacking and (laughs) depressing it's it's depressing well you know you said something before we started that you know it's it it it, it, this is a guy and i've told this to people many times and you know it far better than i do those who who worship him i go look man i've been to your house for for a barbecue this is a guy you wouldn't invite over to your house for a barbecue if you knew him out actually knew him and met him He's one of the least likable people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. If he were just some guy at the bowling alley or at your job and he didn't have anything you wanted or uh, there was nothing he had to offer you, you wouldn't waste, you wouldn't give him the time of day because he would just be, you know, an overgrown bully uh you know who who has no interest in other people uh so the fact that um his charisma and let's call it what it is because you know he does have an enormous appeal to a lot of people um i don't know but i you know brian i think that that um and i'm guilty of this as well like trying to figure out why that there we need to stop wasting our time trying to figure it out it just is yeah, you know, it, it's, it's and and we have to stop pretending that there's anything we can say to change their minds because there's not. Um, I think the only thing that breaks the spell, it's not his going to prison, something like that, is that these people are going to have to. And I'm not wishing this upon them. I'm just saying that if things keep going the way they're going, and uh, you know, they get the Republican dynasty they want, their lives will will suffer for it. Um I don't even know if that would break the spell, but no, you know they're, they're suffering now. They they they've not gotten any better under Donnie. They it's no, it'll just get worse. much, much worse. Yeah. I mean if if you know we uh if the if NATO goes away, if we become a full blown autocracy, if um we uh, if they're unleashed and and um, people can start with impunity, uh, you know, committing violence. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I think, but again, we're hopefully far from that or not close to that. Uh, we just have to stop being shocked or surprised by anything and keep our heads down and hope that Donald, at least gets um curtailed well 
Speaking of Donnie getting curtailed, he did yeah. have a partial gag order tossed on him this week. What's mm-hmm. the over-under as to when he violates it? <laughs> well, I thought he already had, and it turns out it was a hoax account. I was yeah. very disappointed. Um, <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at picking up that kind of thing, but um, oh, well, I guess I, you know, wishful thinking. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, took it took over for for a minute. I, I don't know because it seems like um, somebody is kind of on top of his account. Uh, I'm I'm sure you saw that after he so despicably said, you know, blamed Israel for what's happening right now, and um, said, said that Hezbollah, Hamas was smart, or what Hezbollah, or Hezbollah or Hamas, or, yeah. what I either one of those terrorist organizations yeah. was smart. Somebody got a hold of his phone and in a very small caps, grammatical, properly punctuated way, took it back and said how great Israel Netanyahu are, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm pretty sure that somebody is is keeping a very close eye um, because Donald might think it's a good idea or it's it's strategic for him to test these gag orders, very limited gag orders, I might yeah, add. Right. But I'm pretty sure his lawyers don't want him to do it. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> if there's anybody with any common sense, it's a lawyer, uh, or at least more than Don. But <laughs> but you you bring up a good point. They'll be able to limit his speech on social media. But when he gets up in those rallies, he could say anything. And he has- is that true? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, my understanding was in was in the the um, the medium. It was the target. So, in other words, no matter where he is or to whom he's speaking, he can't right threaten judges, prosecutors, witnesses. potential witnesses, potential jurors. So even if it's at a rally, he still can't do that because right. you know. But that would be the attention. most likely place for him to do it. I mean. That's yeah, it'd be really because and, and that's the other question I wanted to ask. You know, I covered the guy for since he walked down the you know escalator. Well, actually, before that, I just didn't have much, uh, you know, uh, interaction with him over the years, but limited. Right. But, you know, on a daily basis after that. And I've seen these latest rallies and I've been in front of him in person. And I tell you, to me, there's a marked decline in his cognitive ability, it seems to me. I mean, you can't tell me that. There's not a problem when he thinks, you know, that uh, Jeb Bush was, you know, the president and Obama still is the president and mm-hmm. we're, we're headed for World War II. I mean, that it, to me, it's just and, and they always talk about Biden's cognitive decline. And look, I've been in front of Biden. He's an 81 year old man, but he's still pretty, pretty with it. I mean, he's yeah, he's had some. Sharp. Yeah, quit, but not the Donald. So, I mean, does it is it noticeable to you? You were far closer to him than i ever was I, well, I, and i'm sorry yeah. for that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's something i deeply regret um yeah. but what am i gonna do <laughs> i yeah it's their mass he certainly is a master of projection and uh the republican party has picked up on it and so has the entirety of the media not just right-wing media at this point in muddying the waters and accusing the other guy of being or doing what Donald is being or doing. Um, you know, we see this with the uh the accusations lobbed at Hunter Biden. It's like, oh my God, look at your own corrupt 
criming children for God's sakes. Yes. Uh, who, you know, one of whom actually worked in the two of whom worked in the White House. So it's it's you know, it's not they even make a, billions a, off of deals with Saudi. Don't get me started. Um, so go for it, girl, go. Or, <laughs> uh, you know, the thing about Biden is he has always been a gaffe monster. Yeah. You know, he's always had problems with a stutter that yeah. sometimes make his speech halting. And all of that remains the same, but now it's being used as evidence of his advanced age. He's three friggin' years older than Donald. Um, he, you know, has gray hair because he doesn't bleach it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it just the. To, to go after Biden for his age and cognitive decline is insane, especially if you look at his record and then you look at Donald and look, as you know, I've, I don't, I've never diagnosed him uh, because it's technically impossible for me to have. Um, but, you know, much, much like uh, Donald's followers, it, it doesn't matter right. what his diagnosis is. What matters is what he's doing and that people are still falling in line. What I will say though, is that, any illness, whether it's medical, um, sorry, physical or mental illness, if left untreated, will get worse. Okay, <laughs> so we see we. What do we see, infer from that? <laughs> um, potentially something's going on. Um, so if you look at not just his public appearances, um, which you know kind of are similar to his rants on social media you could argue that they've that it, at times they've always been this bad and unhinged i mean how many years have people been saying oh my god can you believe well yeah i mean he's been doing this for a long time now i think the difference is we we slid from shtick to what he he can't help it anymore right and yeah. and i think the best evidence for that is uh depositions he used to be very contained in depositions. I don't know. I don't recall. I don't remember. They were very boring. Uh, you know, he didn't lash out. He he didn't say much of anything. Now he literally can't help himself. I think he there are some issues with impulse control. Um, and it's just another instance of is there nobody in this man's life who cares about him? <laughs> because uh, that's a good question. If it, I mean, the answer is no, but uh, it was sort of a rhetorical question, but worth saying out loud. Nobody cares about him uh, to the Even extent those closest to him, it seems nobody cares about him, uh, which is quite a stunning thing to say about a, a human being. But it's not that he hasn't deserved it, quite honestly, because he doesn't care about anybody either uh, except himself. But um, I think we also need to put his his performances uh because that's pretty much what they are in the context of the stress he's under this man has never been in more under more stress from every angle uh financially legally existentially ever in his life and that takes a toll on anybody whether you have pre-existing psychiatric disorder or not <laughs> I like how you couch that, whether you have it or, or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who can yes, say? Yes, it <laughs> Well, I always, you know, you bring up an interesting point because 
and uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll move on from Tony after this. God knows I don't want to spend an hour with him. But um, <laughs> between you and me, I, every day I'm not around him. I feel much better. The only thing worse is going down to Congress and seeing his minions. I was but, just going to say you get to spend the rest of the day with Jim Jordan. I'm not entirely sure how that's better, but no, anyway. it's not. It's not. It's Donnie the Lesser. Um, but, 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 you imagine? Oh God, yes, I can. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. that's. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he, you bring up an interesting point about uh, it, it, not, and it, it it sounds really sad to me. You know, nobody cares about him, but he has spent an entire lifetime fooling people into thinking that he cares about them when he really doesn't. I remember right. one of the things, and I, I may have shared it with you before, but in talking with Michael Cohen in the past, he said he talked to all of his kids and none of the boys said they ever wanted to end up like their father. And yet here we are. Here we are. Um, well, that's what happens when you don't put your kids first ever. Because to think about it, if um, Donald cared about his children, he would have, um, what one, he probably wouldn't have bankrupted all of his businesses. He would have encouraged them maybe to go out on their own. uh, And at least one of them would probably have a viable political career uh, in the Republican Party, in this Republican Party. They certainly could have. Yeah, his daughter, not well, not in his but, sons. They're too well, I who knows? I mean, in this republic, oh, well, that's... you know, there's a segment of the party who's like, I don't know, all in with Donnie. Um <laughs> and Donald, the idea of putting somebody ahead of him is incomprehensible to him. So um <laughs> there's also a problem, uh, especially if you're kids, you're relationships are purely transactional i mean imagine Uh, with your child thinking okay kiddo i'm gonna support you and be there for you as long as i get something out of it yeah and that's that's what it's like and it goes both ways you know know? the other thing you talk about was his uh you know he's facing all this stress of being in court and i always hear from his supporters how invincible he is how he's, you can't beat him in court. You can't beat him anywhere. Donnie is invincible. And um, I've actually gotten in arguments with people because I, I, I go, well, wait a minute, you know, um, and I'm not tooting my own horn, this is in, but I did beat him three times in court. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he lost mm-hmm. to me. That just doesn't count, Brian. Yeah, that does. So never counts. Does, how does, how does that disconnect work? Because you can't convince them that 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 he's ever lost or ever will lose, and yet he loses all the time, including a partial gag order. It ju- just ask Eugene Carroll. Um, yes. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it is the levels of cognitive dissonance among these people uh, must be, you know, d- destroying brain cells or something. But we see it uh, in in ver in other just absolutely verifiable factual situations so for example if you tell people that a particular program that i don't know helped farmers is donald's program they're all for it and then if you say oh i'm sorry it's actually it was biden's program they hate it suddenly yes even though it had the same pro it's the same program that had the same results that helped them i mean it's it's really um I, I, it just doesn't fit their narrative. 
you know, uh, they love they don't like Donald because he's an invincible winner. They love him because one of the reasons is he's a loser who keeps getting away with it. <laughs> you know, so it it kind of spoils the narrative if you can show them <laughs> actual losses like where he had to, you know, concede or pay damages or whatever. So that's his appeal to the common man. He's a loser who keeps getting away with it. That's I've yep. never heard it described any better than that. That's Thank I, you. that's that's so <laughs> right on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to pay, but Donnie didn't. He's my hero. That's right. <laughs> damn. Not that everybody says it with a southern accent, but so. no, no. No, so, some of them say it with a different one, but the ones that I know, it's, it's, there's it's a Midwestern right. accent in there too. Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. <laughs> Down the pack. That's before we leave Donnie, take a break and come back to more pleasant topics. Let's finish the Donnie segment with this. Where do you, do you think, uh, do you think he'll be a on the ballot next year? And do you think he'll be the next president? Oh, please. Are you kidding me? No. At 10, I... at 10 26 in the morning. You're asking me these apocalyptic <laughs> questions. Um, okay. Will, unlike you, I actually do think he will be the Republican nominee. Whether or not he remains the Republican nominee, ah. that I do not know. Um, because a lot can happen in the next, a lot will happen <laughs> in the next, uh, thir Jesus, 13 months. That's terrifying. Oh, Lord, don't, I know. Um, as for whether or not he will, you know, lie, cheat and steal his way back into the Oval Office for the sake of my sanity, for the sake of my daughter's future, I have to say no, because I don't know how we move on from there. I mean, we don't move on from there as a democracy. If he gets back in, we just it's over. It's completely over. The American experiment will have failed. But I mean, how do we yeah, move the on? Next time as, you and I as... talk, it will be behind bars because right, right. Hopefully, we'll get adjoining suites at Guantanamo. But Jeez, but seriously, I... like, how do we move on as people who need to have faith in their fellow human beings? Like, I I I don't know. I mean, it's it would be um, unspeakable. Uh, kind of like now, obviously, in a in a less um hor obviously horrific way i mean what like what hamas just did makes it very very difficult you know what happened to that yeah. little palestinian boy makes it very very difficult to continue having faith in people uh and to destroy an entire you know not just uh the oldest democracy but the the most powerful one uh for this person yeah. I don't know. So I cannot allow myself for one millisecond to believe that that is within our capabilities, knowing what we know now. And I'll say that you just said something I find um, prophetic. And I think it's accurate. And I think it's probably one of the reasons why I, why I continue to believe that he will not be on the ballot. And it was for the sake of your sanity and your daughter, he can't. At the right. bottom of the long, at, at the bottom, at the bottom, at the rock bottom, at the end of the day, he won't be the next president. I think because he cannot be. He cannot be. 
and yep. that's and so with the will of the people behind him no matter what he screams i think his next his next move is trying to negotiate for where he'll spend his time behind bars now personally i as i said i'm i'm lobbying for alcatraz and they can call it margo you know mar-a-lago <laughs> west and just have <laughs> one guy there and all the secret service and he can have the run of the island do whatever he wants charge 20 bucks for people to come and visit him <laughs> watch him in his cage throwing poo like you know, like like the other orangutans and make some money off of it that's that's my but, well that that problem i think those are human rights violations you're talking about but i do <laughs> but but i do think it's important for people to recognize that you know when when people claim that it's impossible for him to be incarcerated because it would be too burdensome on the secret service and all, present all these safety issues well yes but this is the united states they can build a separate facility uh you know it's when there are no other put them on a military base yeah. in a separate facility in which you know he's the only prisoner yeah. And the Secret Service can come and go as needed, and the guards can come and go as needed. And it's it's like any other situation, except it'll probably be nicer than every other prisoner you know, uh, accommodations. What you're talking about reminds me of what happened to Pablo Escobar. And I went down and visited uh, his prison after he escaped. He had a prison complex, but he had offices. He had a suite. He had a a, a field to play on. He had... You know, uh, yeah, it's like Donald needs to go yeah. for his run. That's it. Yeah, he'll have a putting green. I'm telling you, they'll put That's, in a putting green for him. It, it'll be like Pablo Escobar, wherever. And I'm, I'm still lobbying for Alcatraz because it's self-contained, yeah. and and we already own it. The U.S. government already owns it. And I can't pretend that he deserves more. No. So. <laughs> and on that wonderful thought, we're gonna <laughs> go sell some stuff. You're going to take a short break and sell some, sell some stuff and we'll be right back. Hey, Just Ask the Question podcast listeners. If you've got a second, head on over to Twitter and follow our official page, J-A-T-Q podcast. That's J-A-T-Q podcast. In this modern age of misinformation and deceit, just Ask the Questions newsletter cuts through the BS and gets to the truth. With Brian's in-depth articles, columns, and exclusive content not found anywhere else. Get the scoop and stay in the know. Sign up for the Just Ask the Question newsletter now at substack.com slash J-A-T-Q podcast. Hi, we are back. It is Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Kerman. With me, as always, uh, I, I love her to death. I call her my sister, Mary Trump. Uh, Mary, I'm so glad to have you back. And I, but I want to catch up with you. I mean, we spent 20 minutes talking about ugh, uh, Donnie. <laughs> so let's, it seemed longer. No offense. It, it, well, <laughs> I see four years in the White House <laughs> seemed like 40 to me. I yeah. aged. But yeah. Uh, then, you know, you've got a couple of things going on. I want to talk about them. You, uh, uh, it was Eugene Carroll, right? You, uh, working on the book. Tell and me Gentile, about, yeah. Yeah, and Gentile. Tell me about that, because that fascinates me. And and let, yeah. let everybody, our listeners, know what you did and how you did it and what what you've done with it. Yeah, first of all, any 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 subscribers to uh, the Substack for the Italian lesson, which is the name of the book, I apologize. I It, it hit a bit of a snag a couple months ago. Um, Actually, I hit a bit of a snag a couple of months ago. <laughs> Uh, so I'm in the process of getting it back up and running. 
Um, but up in, up until then, uh, it's it's just this really cool project. Um, Gentab, a fellow nerd adventure, Gentab, EJ and Carol and I belong to a Zoom group that was started during COVID um, with people who all followed each other on Twitter, but I, I didn't know any. Obviously, nobody knew right. I existed until July of 2020. So it was spring of 2021. They invited me to join this group and we we all became really good friends. And um, for various reasons, some of us weren't able to do this, but somebody came up with the idea. <clears throat> I think it was Joyce Vance, actually of writing a Hallmark movie together. So we had an excuse to spend more time together because we're all pretty busy. Like I think each of us has like seven day jobs. So uh, that we actually came up with this like rudimentary plot idea for a plot and it fell by the wayside. But a few months later I was working, I was writing a lot of nonfiction, which is not my, not my thing, honestly. Um, and I just got massive writer's block and I came up with the idea of writing a romance novel and having whoever could participate, <clears throat> you know, either we write it together or we take play different roles, editing, being readers, what have you. And uh, I thought, you know, why don't we serialize it on Substack? And for those of you who don't know, Substack is just a platform where people have newsletters um, and E.G. and Jen and I all have our own substacks, which have, you know, mine is about politics, Jen's is about white collar crime, E.G.'s is a gossip column, uh, sorry, a vice column, and um, you wow, know, that's so a combination we, right there, Ad yeah, right, <laughs> advice and white collar crime and politics. Yeah, it's a fascinating combination. <laughs> so, uh, since I'm the, I've been writing fiction since I was twelve. It just made more sense for me to do do the writing and and Eugene and Jen edit and uh, Eugene handles the comments and and it just turned into this really great way to spend time together and be creative together and not think so much about the day to day horrors that we're all subjected to and it it's turned into a pretty good story I have to say that yeah, I'm quite I'd enjoying so. writing. I've read it. That's I, right. Yeah. And yeah. thank you for not sending me hate mail, though. I appreciate it because <laughs> I haven't published anything a bit, but we'll get back there. I, I'm used to the hate mail. I, I figure the haters are as good as the as the lovers as long as they keep paying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, I, I, I got a whole bunch of hate mail yesterday. It was it was quite something. All I ever do, I just say thanks for reading. That's, that's <laughs> as far as I'll go. Thank you for reading. Really? <laughs> I see that you're... I unsubscribe them and and delete the email. I just oh, really? I don't have the patience to Yeah, I just I I just delete their account. I just I I just can't be bothered. It's it it yeah. honest to god. I I just um but you know after you you know I, and you've spent your life as a, as a private person and I have spent my life as a public person and mm -hmm. there is the difference. I've just got yeah. used to haters that are very early age i mean the first time i got one on television it was like you're a piece of shit what do you know and i was like wow that that guy doesn't like me why i'm a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing the license people take it's it's uh and i i know i shouldn't care but um well, it's hard and not it's too you're human yeah. i mean it, it it does at some level <clears throat> it it gets at you because it's like well yeah. what am i doing because I know I'm, I'm not the evil guy doing bad. 
I'm, right. I'm exposing the evildoer doing bad. You're siding with it. So then I go, well, let's see. They're haters. I can't, but they're still paying money. Eh. <laughs> as long as they don't show yeah. up at my house. That's, that's, that's where I draw the line. That's, that's a good line to draw. That's, that's, but uh, the other thing you're doing, uh, well, look, let's let's explain to everybody, and I, and, and you do it, because this, this is your bailiwick. You know, I've had people ask me, what is a nerd Avenger? So. <laughs> um, nerd Avengers are kick-ass members of the mainstream media, the independent mainstream media who come together, who used to come together weekly um, uh, to help everybody process the, what's happening in the world right now. Um, it's uh, I have a podcast that I started about uh, almost two years ago. And it was sort of a weekly one-on-one -on -one interview. And then I decided it would be interesting to add an episode, um, a panel every week. And it was called the Strategy Sessions. And it, was, it wasn't about policy. It was about politics. It was about making sure or finding ways to, to make sure the Democrats won big in, in 2022. Um, so... Through that, I, you know, it was usually three, three, three guests talking about a specific electoral issue. And then it just kind of, uh, it seemed like some people really gelled and I started seeing a pattern of who those people were. And I mean, part of it had to do with availability, but mostly it had to do with chemistry. And also I wanted a group of well-rounded people. Um, or pe a group of people who are coming at things from very different perspectives. Right. Um, but we're ultimately on the same page. So the Nerd Avengers were born. And I think the founding members are you, Jen Taub, um, Waj Ali, Kurt Bardella, and Norm Ornstein. And may, I think Dahlia, but I'm not, I, Dahlia might've come a little bit later, okay. but anyway, I mean, just, you know, the founding members are amazing. And then we've since added Dahlia Lithwick and um, Jen Rubin, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, I apologize, <laughs> but it, it's just, and, you know, we also have honorary nerds who come on when they can. Yeah. Um, and it's just been such a great experience. I had to put the show on hiatus uh, over the summer for, similar reasons to why the Italian lesson got benched for a bit. Um, so I'm looking to re-up because in addition to the, the sh one show every week, um, we have emergency sessions. Uh, like I, if there's a, I think we had an emergency session for McCarthy's yeah. <laughs> speaker vote. Um, and we also uh, live stream things like uh States of the Union addresses or important Biden speeches or what have you. So it's been um, it's I think it's it's if not the most, certainly one of the most uh, amazing things that's come out of the last three years is is the Nerd Avengers. I mean, I you guys are like family to me and um, and you me when when you know, when I'm back up and running and we get closer to election season. We're going to start meeting in person and doing stuff live uh, because 
you know, it's time. It's long past time. You know, you know I, I had I've had people ask me this question and I I honestly, Mary, don't have the answer. Maybe you do. How did you come up with the term nerd Avengers? I remember talking about it. We were nerds. We were avenging nerds. But I don't know how you can. And I, I love the title. So how'd you come up with it? I didn't. It's Waj's. Oh, that's why. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think I think we need to like put a trademark next to it or something so he yeah. doesn't sue me. Yeah, I don't think he'll sue me. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Watch is yeah. good. Be good. Because <laughs> yeah, because I uh, you know we uh, we I think ha see ourselves or has positioned ourselves as people who are uh, kind of putting putting our desire to save democracy first. And, um, you know, some of us are paying a price for that and, yes. and we stay at it anyway. And uh, we believe in collective good. And also a lot of us are total nerds, you know? Yes, I am. <laughs> so I, I admit I'm a just, total nerd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, even if not in the technical sense, it, now Waj does Lego, so he clearly qualifies. You know, I'm I'm a total science fiction nerd, but I think a lot most of us are also just like you know book nerds and politics yes. nerds or what have you. So, it just fits. So, so science fiction nerd, what's your favorite science fiction? Do you have a series or an author? Or... Yeah, um, growing up, um, I was an Isaac Asimov fanatic. I read everything, everything the man wrote including his really terrible murder mysteries. Yes. Terrible and dated and sexist murder mysteries and almost every uh science fact article he wrote in those little uh monthly magazines that I've got we... those magazines still. Oh wow. I don't have I wish I still had mine. But uh yeah, so I read everything. I love the Lucky Star series. Oh my god. I've never even talked to anybody else who remembered the Lucky Star series. That, I, that really qualifies me as being a nerd. Yeah. Um, and a friend of mine and I always had this this competition, like who's better as well for Bradbury. And Bradbury Asimov. is a little too, totally. But as a, Bradbury is a little too fantasy for me or horror yes. for me. However, Ray Bradbury has written the greatest science fiction novel of all time, hands down, The Martian Chronicles. Oh, well. Okay, I, I one of the greatest books ever written, quite honestly. I, I think yes, it is. I but I I love the uh, the Foundation series. And, oh yeah, and 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 the link back to the robot novels. Uh, yeah, I'm going full nerd now. Caves Are they, of Steel, you know, great yeah. book. And um, you know, uh, and, and uh, the what was the um, one where he's on Earth and he disappears and he comes back in time and it's one of the Empire novels. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was the, the robot novels, the empire novels, and then the foundation novels. And they, he linked in them all in his, in, in his, you know, universe, all of them were mm -hmm. in the same universe. And I, uh, I just, uh, did you, have you seen the Apple series on foundation? I started it. I was so excited. And I I'm just so disappointed. So disappointed. It's still on. It's like in its third or fourth season now. And yeah. I just, I, I couldn't do it. It was very sad, but I uh, I mean well they abandoned one of the key tropes of that those novels that I always found that's what I found most fascinating and that is violence is the last refuge of the incompetent said by Salvor Hardin written by Asimov and the idea that if you're going to be violent there's a way to outthink you and mm -hmm. so that 
unfortunately in today's cinema that takes away all the action for for they can't think they're not smart enough to think about how to write action without there being violence and so that to me they abandoned that and they specifically abandoned it and it was in the first season and it was the it was solver harden the uh the uh um character who said yeah i've heard that said before you know it doesn't work and and i was like well that's the very key to all these novels is, <laughs> so you've just abandoned everything that that asimov wrote yeah i mean i don't honestly i don't even know that those novels are filmable uh i, I agree you know i i mean a good good try i suppose um but given given the cast and and the technology you now for special effects i was i was very excited and just didn't just didn't work out unfortunately but um you know there there is extraordinary science fiction television out there the battlestar galactica reboot is one of the greatest tv series of all times um love firefly uh oh. even though J joss whedon's an asshole um, yeah, i love but... that series and i love the movie <laughs> and I'm... yeah serenity yeah serenity, serenity was and I'm sorry that he is such an asshole, but those were really good. Yeah, because also Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not not uh, science fiction, but gets me a little bit of nerd cred. Also phenomenal television show. Um, so yeah, sorry, Joss, you have uh, canceled yourself. Yeah, well, you know, you can only be, there can only be one Donald Trump. <laughs> well you know but he'll get rehabilitated kevin just like kevin spacey just like louis ck because you know we continue to get things wrong don't we yes always but back to the fun stuff so so what what do you <laughs> <laughs> so because man i i don't want to go down that path i know i'm sorry it's, it's just it's right. like everything you know the lego song i was thinking about this yesterday because a friend asked me how things were going and i was like you know you know this the the song from the Lego movie, Everything's Amazing. Yeah. That's how that's how it's going. I was being sarcastic. So anyway. But it is pretend. kind of a, <laughs> if you divorce yourself from the constant, you know, there was a thing that George Carlin said that's kind of helped me, uh, especially and I and it came to light to me after being down in Congress. He said at one point in time, I think it was on the Charlie Rose show, he said, uh, you know, at some point in time I just divorced myself from reality. I gave mm. up on caring about the in of uh, the, uh, the outcome of the human race, and yeah. sat aside and and just looked at it, uh, tried to look at it objectively. And he said he thought it helped his humor out. I don't know about that, but it certainly helps out my sanity to some point yeah. to be able to divorce myself from it. I can't logically because we're all a part of it. Right. But outcomes of it, if you've spent, and I thought, and I'm going to be honest with you, I thought every day during the trump administration i walked in going well it can't get any worse than it was yesterday and every day i was wrong yep. and then after trump left i felt this you know it an elevation and alleviation of that you know the pain, elevation of consciousness and happiness and an alleviation of the pain from donald and then i went down to congress and i found last week that congress I recognize this craziness. This is Donnie. This is the last vestige, the last gasp, the last grasp that that Donald Trump has on our government, and it's in the Republican House, and it's a minority of them. And I watched it, and I said, my God, this is worse. 
And I, the reason why it's worse than Bond. Are, are you, is this, the, is, is this the part where you're cheering me up? I'm not sure yeah. where, where this is, <laughs> what's happening. Well, the, yeah. All right. So the, the part that I, I thought it was worse because it's more than one Donnie. Yeah. At, yeah. at the end of the, I mean, it's all of his minions and they're freaking crazy. And uh, mm -hmm. they're not as smart as he is either. And that's, you know, and, <laughs> Sorry. You know, yeah. But at the end of the day, what gave me a little bit of hope was, is I divorced myself from it. I came to the realization that whatever happens in the house, this is not going to last. And this is just the disintegration. It's like expelling uh, the, the, the virus from your body. And, you know, it's, it's the last place it's cornered is in, congress and i have hope i have to think that way because it's it otherwise i may run down the hall with my hair on fire but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i just want to push back on something it if oh, yeah if jordan uh is made speaker which i think there's a better chance that he will than won't then it's not a minority it is the entire party oh it yeah. It is the entire party anyway, but but that will that will be the last nail in the coffin of uh, any pretense to the Republican Party having moderates. It's not true. There's not one not in the Senate, not in the House. Um, and this will just expose them for who they are. Uh, you know, you've got Republicans in swing districts in in, you know, Biden plus five plus 10 districts going with. Jim Jordan, which is uh, un it's just it's unspeakable. Quite well, honestly, it, it's honestly it's quite annoying. But I, I mean, it, and <laughs> well, you're right. It's not, but they are. Um, I don't think they're in the majority. I think that what it is is you have a lot of cowards in Congress who will go with whatever the popular trope is, and they will go with okay. Just they'll go with Jordan just to get it over with. Sure, but, but that doesn't thinking. Your, your point is well taken. Never once, because at the end of the day, I don't think they see down the hall and see what's coming. And, and, or maybe they do and they don't care. And in that case, that's a different, that's a different uh, th there's some of them that are too stupid to know, but you're right. There, there are some that just accept it. It's all about, you know, whether or not they get reelected, which is why I think the calculus for the, with the swing district Republicans, the only thing I can think is that they're more afraid of what, uh, Jordan and right wing media will do to them than they are uh, afraid of the their constituents. But there is not one person in this party who will put uh, American democracy first uh, before no. their career, which is in sharp contrast to um, Democrats who served on the January 6th committee, knowing that it probably doomed their reelection uh, chances. And it did for a couple of them. Yeah, Liz uh, Cheney as well. No, well, the those two Republicans who aren't there yeah. anymore. Yeah, but I mean, there were Democrats too. Um, yes, there and were. I can't. She was in Virginia. Why can't I remember her name? She was. Uh, she was great. Luria. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember. Luria, I think. I, I, you see, as as I gain in age and have to cover the Congress slowly, it's grinding me down. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know how you do it, quite honestly. Um, well, and, and you know, and the thing is, is I don't do drugs and I don't drink much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the few oh. sober people down there, and it's even worse to look at that. I mean, I have seen congressmen, honest to God, I've smelled it on their breath. 
and it's not even noon and they're walking through and they're lit three sheets well, this is the, the, like the 40s like what what is happening well in that and and i <clears throat> and i also detect and have seen a couple of people with edibles so i yeah. am there that's that's more popular because it doesn't give off right. the aroma of, of exactly of alcohol but the oh, you know, our it, tax dollars at work well that's the point isn't it they're that not is. really at work our tax dollars are, and the people who, and I don't know about you, I deal with those all the time. Those people go, well, I love him. He's done this and that. And he hasn't done shit. And, and there's people who have said, well, I'm glad Jim Jordan will be the speaker. And I said, look, he hadn't passed a piece of legislation in 16 years. And they go, yeah, that's right. We don't need anything passed. We need fewer laws. And I'm going, wow, you really, not only do you not get this, but let me ask you, if you owned an auto shop and hired a mechanic and the mechanic didn't work, why would you keep him? Ah, yeah i mean there is a reason that republicans want to keep uh the american voter uh ignorant and uneducated i so what else is there to say it's just There's it's nothing to say that's a great way to say it yeah so on that thought, we'll take another short break. <laughs> All right, we're gonna collect ourselves <laughs> collect ourselves and we'll be right back Hey, you. Yeah, you. We're talking to you, and we need your help. As you probably know, independent journalism is a vital pillar of our democracy. Like everything else, it's not free. We're asking all longtime listeners of the show to help support us by becoming a member on Patreon. For the price of a latte, you can help guard democracy. Join us today at patreon.com slash JATQ podcast to help us keep bringing you the podcast you love and the facts you deserve. Hi, we are back. It is Just Ask the Question, and I'm doing my great FM radio DJ voice. I'm Brian Kerr. Very good. I'm Brian Kerr. You know, I, I started out in FM radio as a kid, and that was, did you ever see a um, WKRP in Cincinnati? Yeah, a silly question. Do yeah, turkeys that's... fly? Do turkeys fly, Brian? Yeah, that's as God is my witness. I <laughs> thought turkeys could fly. That's that would be Donnie as a as a station manager. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, he could uh, never get that. He would never be hired for that. No, job. that's right. Well, his daddy might put him there, <laughs> like Arthur Carlson's mommy put him there. Uh, yeah. But. You know, there was a, um, I worked at a place called Wacky Radio, W-A-K-Y, in Louisville, Kentucky. And that was the, and one of the writers for WKRP, I believe, had, was, had spent some time at Wacky or, or was, I it was somehow involved. And so there were a couple of plot points in that show that uh, were taken directly from stuff that I witnessed and including, <laughs> including <laughs> not the Kentucky's fly part, but uh, the fight, remember <laughs> but remember the the drunk test between uh the DJs and uh, the more that Johnny fever drank the so more sober he got I I I I was witness to that <laughs> I I I'm sorry to say I'm not a student of WKRP in Cincinnati I I have seen it but yeah, I probably haven't seen it since it was actually on the air. Oh wow! <laughs> so. uh, it was yeah, that was anyway. So 
long story short, but let, let me ask you this because you, 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 you flipped it on me the other day. I got to ask you, what do you do to stay? What do you do to keep your sense of humor and stay safe? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, these are all just, I'm just hysterical reactions, not in the funny way of the word. I, I don't know. I, I'm not doing a particularly good job. Um, I think at this point, my sense of fever is purely defensive. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a very stressful period of time. And you still playing guitar? Not as much as I, I should be for my mental health, you know, but that's, I, I'm just, I have so much work to do. Um, I need to, Fine. I I need to um once I'm done with this deadline I'm working on at the end of November, I need to make sure that I just check out for a little bit because uh yeah. it's as you may be aware, 2024 is going to be quite something, and um you know I need to regroup and I haven't you know I haven't stopped um since I don't know uh. Well, actually, I mean, you know, we've all been dealing with this in uh, oh. personally since 2016. Um, but, yes. you know, in terms of work stuff, I haven't stopped since I started writing the first book in 2019. So, um, yeah, it's I think it's really easy when you're working all the time to forget about connecting and um, hobbies and reading books for fun and going for walks just for the sake of going for a walk. So uh, there always is this sense of urgency. Always. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that, no, that I'm sorry, but you, that's true. I, I can't, the sense of urgency and here's how I have problems. And maybe you, I'd, I'd love to know if you've experienced it as well. I, I, I talk with people and they go, oh, Brian, you're making too much of it. It's not that bad. You know, my kids don't even understand how, you know, the government is in trouble. There are people who think that Donnie's over with. There are people who think that, you know, we're, and I go, no, you, you don't understand. This is, this next election is everything. And, yeah. I, and I, sometimes it, it makes me wonder if, Who's nuts? Me or the people who don't understand? I it's I constantly question it. But at the end of the day, when you see what's happening, I go, no, this is real. People need to be awake to it. Listen, no, most people don't have the time or the inclination to pay that much attention. And yeah, when the me media you consume fail you on a daily basis, like how are you supposed to know that things aren't normal? when all you're hearing about are poll numbers and who's who's winning who's losing who's got the best chance there's no uh sense of crisis in a lot of reporting um and you know how, the extent to which we're being failed when you have people who don't pay that much attention talking about joe biden's age like well, smart connected people who say aren't you worried about joe biden's age to me and i i it makes me want to scream yeah i mean look i've been in front of both of them you said it earlier look biden's always been a gaffe machine i've, I've stood in the senate scrums with him but he's always 
as I've told his staff, I said, he's still the best advocate for your all's actions. It, you all don't speak nearly as well as he does. And right. when he knows an issue, he knows it. And on an international stage, you know, look, as we talk, that man is headed to the Middle East the second time he's gone to a war zone. Yep. Do you think that Donald Trump would ever risk his neck to do that? Who's what's the age got to do with it? It's cognitive ability. And Donnie, by and the they're way, they're the Paul. same age. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm I don't know how old I am. I forgot how old I like. I'm 58 or something. If somebody's 60, which is kind of terrifying, but if somebody's 56 hey, I'm or 62, 60, hold on a second. Well, you know, it's a big, it just, it's, you it know, is. it's like, huh. but if somebody's 56 or 60, they're, we're the same age, functionally yes. the same age. So we have a choice. We can have the old guy who believes in American democracy and is doing everything in his power to protect that and the Western Alliance and our allies, or we can have the old guy who's a fascist and we'll go, this is what people don't understand. The vengeance retribution tour this guy's going to go on yes. if he's handed that power is going to be unspeakable. Yes. And you point out something that I, I cannot stress enough. What about those who say the most corrupt president ever in the history of the United States is Joe Biden? <laughs> Well, okay, <laughs> that's it. That's the point at which I pretend that person doesn't exist because that's the stupidest thing anybody anybody can say. I, you know, I, I, it, it falls. I see. Look what you did. I can't even talk <laughs> yeah. properly. Um, that's that's the point at which we just stop trying to break through to that person. That is somebody who watches Fox, OAN, Newsmax whichever of them is still out there, they're being lied to. I mean, we know uh, that the people who are, who are committing a lot of the hate crimes and the mass shootings, et cetera, are people who consume enormous amounts of right-wing media. Right. Uh, nothing you and I say, we're the wrong messengers. No, none of those people is going to listen to us. Um, so... They need to be marginalized again, um, by which I mean, I don't mean, you know, disenfranchised. I mean, they need to be able to crawl back under the rock. The Republicans turned over and not be represented by 100 percent of the Republican Party, yes. which they now are. Yeah, that I I say it's it's not it's not shutting them down. It's dealing with them appropriately yeah. when they're. 93% of uh, of the country believes, you know, like in uh the, the you know that the world is round. We go with that. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. That's, let's go yeah. with when the science says, you know, we landed on the moon, we're going with that. It, you know, yeah. when science says, hey, there was a holocaust, well, we're going with that. But yeah. those there who, is catastrophic climate change. We're going yes, with that. Yes, let's go with that. That's, you know, we're going to follow that, but for the rest of them, that I you are entitled to your beliefs. I disagree with what you say. I'll defend your death, the right to say it. But it doesn't mean that the minority gets to rule over the majority. That's right. And that's and, where we have problems today, I think. Well, the system needs to be completely reimagined. Uh, it's not working the way it, it, it. I mean, the fact that Jim Jordan Ugh. 
a an insurrectionist election denying he still has not conceded that joe biden won in 2020 right that this anti-american anti-democratic scum he's scum he's a he's a child molesting enabler uh the fact that he is able to stand for speaker of the house is a, a massive indictment on our system if he ascends to that if he becomes second in line to the presidency, uh, if there's not a massive shift in how we go about fixing the system, then I, I we're doomed. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've said this before. Out of all the people on the planet Earth, and even above, even above your uncle, Jim Jordan is the one guy I'd really love to just punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's grotesque. I mean, he is the worst of the worst for sure. Is it a system? But is it is it a systemic problem or is it a problem with people? That's the question I always ask. Is because it seems to me that if the system were, if this system as existed had better people involved it might have a better chance of working. But you think it's, no. it needs to be systemically changed. The, the the system is, as many people will agree, working exactly as intended. Uh, you know, the yeah. system was um, Agreed. invented by a bunch of slaveholding rich white guys, landowning white guys. Uh, so the systems determine behavior to some degree. So it's not like... Um, it it's it essentially enables people like Jordan to rise to the top, um, because look how he got. Have you seen a picture? We talked about this the other day, of his congressional district. It, yeah, it's, it's as gerrymandered as it can. It was gerrymandered so he could get elected. It's a joke. I yeah. mean, the fact that that the Supreme Court hasn't looked at that map and said, "Oh my goodness, that's that's that can't be allowed to stand." also speaks to the corruption of the system. So um, I think people like Donald and Jim Jordan were inevitable based on the system and how people have gamed it. People starting with Nixon and Reagan and, and Gingrich and Hastert. And I mean, just think about this, that, you know, obviously things are worse now than they've been in a really long time. Jim Jordan is sort of the embodiment of the worst of every single Republican speaker who's come before him. You know, the 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 vile rudeness and belligerence of Gingrich, the lover of child molesting, Astert, who was was yeah. and is a child molester, um, the sort of ineffectualness of Ryan and well, I don't know what he has in common with Boehner unless he drinks a lot of wine, smokes cigarettes and cries a lot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, you went there. Oh, girl, you went there. <laughs> well, you know, I, I had no problem with the fact that Joe John Boehner cried a lot. I was, yeah, that was the thing I had the least problem. That's what I liked about it. <laughs> um, Men should be allowed to cry. I, I've oh, never trust understood me, I've been in that. tears in the White House. Um, that, But, you know, I still say at the end of the day, if we it's garbage in, garbage out. If we had better people, um, we could craft a a better system and and. Make but we do. We have look at the Democratic Party. We have amazing they, people in the Democratic Party. Even the Republican Party, 
is not designed for good people. No, well, that's true. And that's, and by God, that started with, you know, I, I'll go back to Goldwater, but it, it, yeah. got, it, it went, it went south with Nixon. It continued south with Reagan and it's done nothing but plunge downhill in the last 40 years to the point where you have Jim short sleeve wearing Jim Jordan, who you wouldn't invite to your backdoor barbecue now about to be able to uh, be the, the speaker of the house ruling over people that his, and the only thing that he's going to do is shut the government down and rule over the rubble. That's yep. all he cares about. And at the end of the day, it's disgusting. What I'm speaking about is I'd like to see better people uh, from both parties. And and I, I like the Democratic Party for what they have, but I'd like to see, you know, it used to be growing up. I don't know about you, but I heard, you know, anybody in this country can grow up to be president. And then, you know, of course, Donald Trump proved that. But uh, <laughs> well, they used to be there was supposed to be an implication. Anybody who works hard and yeah, blah, 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 blah. and it had some sense. I have been down to Congress numerous times, and I can't tell you the number of people that are running around the halls. And you are right. They are mostly uh, Republicans. I'm around across. A, uh, but the, see, in the, in the Democratic Party, they don't have power. And they're not, and and the, the the real wackos in the Democratic Party, maybe on one hand, I can exactly. Count. It's that there's yeah. no comparison. We're talking yeah. about people like Stacy Plaskett. We're talking about people like uh, J Jamie Raskin. I mean, uh, you know, I've known him the, for twenty years. One of the he, kindest, nicest, most down to earth yeah. he's scholars an I've ever met. Extraordinary man, and yeah. and you know, I you, you can't. There's just no comparison. There's no world in which. So there how do should we get be better people. That's the question. Well, the Democrats do have better people. There's no incentive in the Republican Party. There Listen, you go. there's I I think that Liz Cheney is a horrible person. I do too. Uh and I don't know enough about Kinzinger, but I'm pretty sure I would think that he is, at least in terms of his policies, a pretty horrible person. They at least believed in uh, you know, uh our democratic republic and the constitution. They were hounded out of what office. What a concept. <laughs> yeah. There is no incentive. If there were, Brian, it wouldn't be a contest. It would not have been a contest between Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise. Well, neither uh, one of them would na be on Name the one person, one person in the Republican caucus who's not scum. Boy, you can't called, because that's called dead air. <laughs> yeah. Because you're rifling through that 217 people and there's you know, not I'm right, one. What I'm going, you're, you're so right. I, what I go through is walking through the halls of Congress and seeing these people that are supposed to represent us. Yep. And they have no more care. What it boils down to, to me at the end of the day, Mary, is that They've ceased thinking of themselves as civil servants, and there are more reality stars playing to their fans. They they that's right. they are merely on stage playing a role. And I was talking with a a congressman out of uh, California who shall remain in the room. Anyway, he was telling me that uh, you know he walked in the bathroom one time and ran into Ted Cruz after they had a huge fight on on the floor, and he said, "Hey." Good job out there today. You're doing this is Cruz, and he's going. This guy is playing a role. It dawned yeah. on him at that point in time. It's all role playing with him, and I yeah. just keep saying, Jesus Christ, couldn't you find a better role? 
listen, I, and for anybody who has a problem with my using the word scum as if I'm, you know, they're not I have human. No problem I, with I, it. Let, use, let me, it. <laughs> use it well, as much as you want. But just let's be really clear about what they they stand for. Uh, they are totally fine with forcing children who've been raped uh, by their fathers uh, to be forced to carry a baby to term. They are totally fine with women being second-class citizens. They're totally fine with taking away uh, the right to vote if you're not a white Republican. Male. Um, well, I mean, they'll let Republican women vote with the understanding that they're going to vote the way their husbands tell them to. Um, they don't believe in the separation between church and state. They want to turn this country into a Christian apartheid state, uh, basically. Uh, so they're, they don't believe in this country. They don't believe in this country's people. They don't they believe uh, in anything beyond their own selfish need for power. So that's, that's exactly the kind of person the Republican Party attracts and um, creates because you know, there are a lot of people who, when they came to Congress, were moderate or, you know, center right. And now they are to a person. Um, you know, if the impeachment vote were held today, I don't think anybody would vote against Donald, except maybe I, Murkowski, you, you, who's you not make, a Republican anymore. Not a, yeah. You make a great point to Mitch McConnell mm -hmm. when he first ran for office was had what had a civil rights commission he had he was centrist he he had to be he was a moderate he wouldn't have been elected to where he was he got elected he's he is the legacy left to us by ronald reagan in 1984 he was the only republican seat that the uh was picked up in the senate what a tragedy he is the greatest traitor to this country since robert e lee yeah. Oh, and don't get me started there. Oh my God, we oh, could go another yeah. rock. Yeah. Okay. We gotta go. <laughs> but, but anyway, so I want to end something. I, I want to end it nice. You're you're gonna. It's a nice day after. <laughs> it's a nice afternoon. The weather's nice. It's sunny. Yeah. It's sixty five degrees. What are you gonna do, Mary, to enjoy the day? Oh wow. Um, I have to work, but oh. but yeah. since you mentioned, I'm looking outside down. Yes, there's like a sky and stuff. And I think it's a sun. Um, I think I'm going to go outside for a while and do my work. So I'm getting that's your ideal there. way of spending a day. Well, I I mean no, but I I, I can't take a day off right now. Um, so I have to work. Look, I may as well work outside. I agree with you there. That's unfortunately I've got to go down to Congress, which means I'll be standing. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be 120 degrees just because of the hot air from the from the politicians. But if it's it's your perfect day, you don't have to work. You don't have to do anything. What are you going to do? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Like theoretically, if theoretically, I had a day and yes. I could do anything I wanted, um, like like within reason or in a fantasy. Either one. Oh, give me both. <laughs> oh, okay. Within reason, like I think I'd like to uh, take a long walk by the river and then um, maybe jump on a bike and go to the museum, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Wow. Uh, there's a really great exhibit right now um, uh, that I'd like to see. Um, and then, you know, just like stop somewhere, like in a, a little outdoor restaurant on the way home and have a nice glass of wine and a nice uh, bite to eat that and then just sort of end the day uh, reading a really good book, um, which I'm wow. 
I, I don't have one right now, so I'm I'm craving a good book. Uh, but the fantasy is, um, to go to like Kauai, and uh, just go go along the yeah. Nepali coast. Yeah, I, I you know I go like snorkeling, and just not have to freaking worry about a thing. Or just yep. give me a week of that where you don't. It's just complete turn off the engine and relax yeah and actually i do know what book i just have to go buy it the new translation of the iliad is is what i'm really dying to read right now i've got the old translation of the iliad. no i love i love i love the old translation uh was it robert fagels but the yeah, new one, the one I had. god we are nerds we're total nerds uh the new one uh she actually did the um odyssey a couple of years ago her name's emily wilson and she just came out with her translation of the iliad which again is not my favorite i i love the odyssey but the translation's supposed to be really great so well now you that's so me. sitting on a beach in hanale bay reading the iliad like a weirdo and then going snorkeling oh that would be i i i'm almost there with you as long as i got my guitar that's <laughs> that's Guitar, ukulele, whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Tiny, no tiny Tim is no tiny on, Tim. in my fantasy of Kauai. Sorry. Oh, well, yeah, well, end by letting it, uh, you. You got anything you want to plug? <laughs> um. Well, just everybody keep an eye out for the Nerd Avengers. Obviously, Brian will let you know about that since he is one. Uh, when that happens, and um. Check out my Substack. It's called The Good in Us. Uh, that's the politics one. And for those romance novel enthusiasts, the uh, backstory serial is the name of the Substack in which the novel, The Italian Lesson, lives. That will be up and running, but there are five chapters up there now. So if you want to jump in and, and get a feel for it, uh, you are more than welcome. And I think that's it. I'm writing two books right now, and I'm, I'm kind of swamped. Well, the Italian lessons, one of them, and the other one is uh, my third book of nonfiction, which is coming out in July. And that's about. I'm you... not telling you. Ah, I love it. <laughs> oh, a little intrigue. Some... A little intrigue. Want to break that here, dear? <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> keep, keep us posted. And now I'm going to extend my crazy time after we leave here and yeah, well... go down to Congress. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, send up a flare if you need. Uh, <laughs> anybody rescuing you at, at, at some point in time you may find me on the beach reading <laughs> I'm, gonna to... I'm telling you after tw november 2024 oh well like i said after november 2024 if, if donald wins you and me are looking for property outside the u.s because yes we are i'll be gone i'm that's... on it looking, <laughs> trying to get a scottish passport oh i there you go beautiful highland area love it yeah i can't it's too cold <laughs> That's, but it is beautiful. It's yeah. very beautiful. Well, anyway, Mary, thanks. It, it's always fun. And uh, oh. this is Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karen. Please join us next time. Have fun.